Welcome to the Aligned Women Podcast, a podcast to empower women in chiropractic to grow practices that work for their families. I'm Dr. Danielle Eaton. And I'm Dr. Shauna Dingman. We're two moms who are navigating the journey of life and practice just like you. So sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 75 of the Aligned Women podcast. 75 sounds like we should be having a celebration or something. Like <laughs> we didn't realize that it was episode 75 that we were recording today until we got here to do it. And now I'm like, whoa, where's the party? Like, do we have a pinata or a barbecue? What do we do? Pinata would be fun though. I like barbecues too, especially if there's sangria with it. 75, if we were an old married couple, we <laughs> like <laughs> One and a half feet in the grave right now. <laughs> well, thank goodness we're not here for that. <laughs> but seriously, in, in all honesty, like I'm really impressed that we've that we've put together this many episodes. Um, I'm really thankful to our audience for listening, and just yeah. overall to you to to you for being an amazing co-host and giving me the accountability to show up and do this. Yeah, it goes both ways. I think it's fun. This is one of my favorite hours of the week when we get to sit down and sit in front of the mic and look at each other and and have fun over a podcast. And today we have an awesome topic because as we record this, we are in a season of the year where I find with the weather changing, especially changing from sort of early fall and late summer, this still the nice part of fall into the yucky, cold, raw, ugly part of fall. I find that a lot of our listeners are really suffering from a sense of overwhelm. There's a bit of a, a bit of a down attitude, I would say, when it comes to looking at the fall and all the things that we've got going on. Thanksgiving's coming up. Christmas is coming up. We just have a lot on our plates right now. And are you hearing it too, that women are just simply overwhelmed, Danielle? Absolutely. Yes. It's frustrating. It's really frustrating. But you know what? I've been there. You've been there. (sighs) Yeah. So we're not perfect, but we can share some things today on the podcast that will hopefully help if you are in a season that feels very overwhelming right now. Yeah, so we're going to give you just some really practical things that you can do starting today to help get you over that hump of overwhelm, but more importantly, to sort of guard yourself from becoming overwhelmed on a regular basis in the future. So what would be your number one mindset, I would say, mindset change that has to happen with the feeling of overwhelm, Danielle? This is something that you shared with me as we were preparing for this episode, it's that overwhelm is not real. It's a, it's a state of mind that we've created ourselves. Yeah. And we have to be really honest with ourselves and, and willing to go there essentially to accept that we are creating all this chaos that we're experiencing. And we are the ones that sign ourselves up for all of the roles that we play and all of the extra tasks that we feel like we are supposed to be doing when really we don't have to do any of them. And that's hard. It's hard for people to hear that, especially when they're feeling really overwhelmed. Like, hey, you signed yourself up for this. Great job. Yeah. Yeah. 
But it's, you know, the, the good side of that is that you signed yourself up for it. You, you are in a state of overwhelm or you, you are in the reality of your life because of the decisions that you've made. And the great thing about that is that if you want to get out of it, all you need to do is just shift your mindset or make some different decisions that can help to get you out of it. You are in the driver's seat here. And I think part of that feeling of overwhelm comes from a sense of lack of control. When we don't feel like we have control anymore and things are just spinning and we're just running to catch up, when you can begin to kind of take a deep breath and go, wait a minute, I am in control here. I am driving this life. I am in the driver's seat. I think that's one of the first things that really helps people begin to bring that sense of overwhelm down. Yeah, it, it's so important for us to be able to recognize that because uh, like if you're feeling overwhelmed, then you might be feeling like you want somebody else to change it for you when really that that's probably not very likely to happen. Yeah. You're going to have to be committed to changing it for yourself. Yeah. It's that whole thing about, are you reacting or are you, um, are you sort of taking that proactive approach to how you react to things. So, you know, it's that saying of there's not much that you can control, but the one thing you can control is how you react to your life. So if you're in a constant state of reacting to other people's decisions and things that are happening within your life, that's where you get to shift that and decide, I don't want to be in a reactionary mode anymore. I want to be proactive about how I approach everything that's going on right now. So I would say that step one in all of this is to seriously just take a deep breath right now and just say out loud, I am in the driver's seat. I am in control of how I feel about this. And I am going to change this sense of overwhelm to something that is way more joyful and productive. And I think just doing that and truly believing it And I think that you all believe it because it's something you would tell your patients. If you can do that and you can honestly believe it, you will begin to let go of some of that overwhelm right from the get-go. The second thing that I think is really important is that we often wait until we're way too overwhelmed to ask for help. In over our heads. (laughs) Yes, and then we get to that point where we're being reactive, as you just described. And sometimes our ask for help isn't the best way to ask for help. Where it's like you're screaming at your husband, you're yelling at your kids. You know, it's that kind of like demand for help in a sense. But if we could be proactive and ask for more support, then we might find that we can avoid being in those scenarios where we do feel so overwhelmed. This is really hitting home for me because bringing in the new baby to our family this year, a lot of the year has felt overwhelming. I've, I felt like I didn't have enough help. And um, I felt kind of resentful to my husband, not kind of, I felt resentful toward my husband for not being present with us as much as I would have liked for him to be. But to be honest with you, I didn't do anything proactive to make sure that I had 
someone else or other people, not just someone else, one person, but multiple people really lined up to help support me through the process. Part of it is that I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. (laughs) And I felt like I had things under control before. Um, And I thought that I would still feel that way, I guess, after having another baby. Because what's a third baby? You've already had two, like no big deal. You got this, Mm -hmm. right? But that wasn't what I experienced. But now I have childcare every day of the week. And that has made a huge, huge difference for me over the last few weeks uh, because now I feel like I can actually breathe. Whereas before I was like feeling a little frantic about doing everything. Can I get it all done? And I'm doing this all by myself and so on. And I had to stop and recognize this is a situation that I've created. I haven't been proactive. I need to get more support. And my husband's not going to sign up for that for me. He's not going to go like on the adventure of hiring more childcare support. That's, that's on me if, if I want to make that happen. And um, he, he, it's not to say that he wasn't on board with doing that. It's just that he doesn't see the need for it because he doesn't feel the way that I feel about managing my life. <laughs> so I had to step up. And I had to make that decision and I did. And I'm so glad that I did. You know, there's two things there that you said that I think are so important to reiterate because I think that most of our listeners are a lot like you and I are. First of all, it's hard to ask for help. Part of the reason that we are such drivers, part of the reason that we're entrepreneurs, the reason that we became chiropractors is because we're really good at getting stuff done. We're, we have vision, we have drive, we have all these things. We are very, very highly capable women who are used to performing at a very high level. That by its nature is going to make it very difficult for us to ask for help. And a lot of times I think we don't even know that we should ask for help. So getting good at asking for help is really important. I mean, look at it as a business strategy because you cannot do it all. And if you have, if you have kids and especially if you have multiple kids, kids are a great humbler in so many ways. But one of the things that having children will do is show you, you cannot do it all. So you need to learn to ask for help. And I've said this before in our podcast, and I'll say it again today. I think that most of our husbands or partners are so willing to help. They just want us to be happy. They can see us burning out. They can see us drowning, but they just, they don't know how to help. And it's important that we don't assume that they should know how to help us. It needs to be spelled out for them. They, they're very action oriented. And if you just tell them exactly what you need, I think a lot of the times they are more than willing to help, but they are not going to intuitively look at you and say, Hmm, I should do this, or I should do that. Or maybe she just you know, needs an afternoon off to herself. Like it's just not going to happen. So just speak up and vocalize it. What is it that you need and ask for help? But the other thing that you mentioned, Danielle, that I think is really important too, is a lot of times we don't even know that we're going to need help. If we're stepping into a phase of our business or a phase of parenting that we've never been in before. And I hear you, the jump from one child to two children for me was pretty easy. I was actually surprised at how smooth it was, but going from two to three 
did me right in. When we had our third, I had to tap out. I said to Craig, I'm done. And he, he felt the same way. He was like, yep, because we had thought about having a family of four kids. And after we had Cole, I was like, no, not going to happen. So two to three for me was devastating. Um, and same thing. I, there, I didn't even know to ask some of the questions that I maybe could have asked beforehand. Or even I think if somebody had said, you know what, you're going to need this or you're going to need that, I probably would have thought, well, I don't think I will because I haven't needed it up till now. And it's the same with business. If you're at a certain phase in your business and you feel like things are going fairly smoothly, you have no idea what it's going to be like to jump to the next phase of business. And you go through a time where it's chaos. And then on top of that, if you add a transition in your family, (laughs) it's like a hurricane in your life. And what happens is you feel yourself drowning before you even know that before you even know what it is that you need. So it can sneak up on you. And that is, you're not the only one out there that that's happened to. If that's happening to you, it happens all the time. But it still comes back to now you got to just really figure out what is it that you need help with and ask for help. So that would be the third thing that I would say is figure out of all the things that you feel are overwhelming you right now, what is the biggest one? What is the biggest area that is making you feel like you just can't keep your head above water? Because what I found in my periods of overwhelm, and I go through them just as regularly as everybody else. Um, You know, Danielle and I both, we go through overwhelm regularly too. So when I'm in it, one of the things that I found is that one thing that's overwhelming me can make me feel like everything is overwhelming me. And the reality is it's not. There are lots of things that you have great control over and that are actually going very smoothly, but one thing will bleed into other things and make the whole thing just seem like one big hot mess. And so for me, that's where it helps being able, being able to have a conversation with my husband or being able to have a conversation with, um, with Danielle or with somebody else who kind of gets me enough to be able to look inside my life and help me sort of parse through what is the, what's the major offender here? What is, what is the one thing that if I could get a game plan for that and get some help and some resources with that, it would make everything else feel better. So what is the one thing that if you could just attack that one thing and get it under control would make you feel like I've changed my overwhelm from like a hundred percent down to 50% or from 50% down to 10%. What is the one thing that would really help you make some forward motion in this. Yes. For me, that one thing was having more help with my kids, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's a, again, it's not necessarily an easy thing to do to find the right support, but um, thankfully she arrived when she did because I really needed it. Um, I'm kind of an outsider looking in because my kids aren't young anymore. I certainly went through that phase. Absolutely. But, you know, my youngest now is almost 11 and the whole 
issue of childcare and, and being able to work productively with kids, it, it just has a whole different flavor for me right now. So I'm able to look inside your lives much more objectively. Um, and I know that, and, and I'm speaking to, you know, a lot of the women who are in our masterminds, who are very active in the aligned women community, you know, people who we sort of, we know quite well, and we know what's going on in your lives, and we know what you're trying to do, and we know what your childcare situation is. I will tell you this, that a lot of you are trying to do way too much with your children present. It's that idea of, but I want to be present with my kids, but I also have this stuff to do. And what you don't realize is that you're actually, um, you're making yourself less productive in your business. So therefore it's taking way more time to get to that point where you can make enough money, where you can afford more childcare. And sometimes in the beginning, you have to take that leap and you have to get help with your kids so that you can have clear space in your schedule to work really productively and really efficiently and get to that point where you have the income now where you can either block out more time with your kids or block out time with your kids where you're not also trying to work. Would you agree with that, Danielle? Only like 100,000%. Yes. I mean, seriously, it's, I, I know, I, like, I've not had enough childcare support since we moved away from my mom a year ago this past weekend. And when we were in the process of moving, I had found someone that I was certain was going to be a great fit for us. And then her life plans changed drastically. And so then I was just kind of like, oh, well, here I am now with nobody. Okay, awesome. And, and then somehow I just kind of stayed that way <laughs> instead of really being um, like proactively, like pr proactively searching for the next right person. Mm -hmm. I was just kind of like, oh, dang it. <laughs> and threw my hands in the air. And then just, you know, the chaos ensued after that. Um, but yeah, and, and so... I can relate to it personally and I see it time after time after time after time with other women. Yeah. That we're trying to do it all. We're not just trying to do it all. We're trying to do it all at the same time and, and we're feeling crazy and it's just not a realistic expectation. Okay. So that's three practical steps that women can take to help to battle that sense of overwhelm. What's the fourth step, Danielle? <sighs> Disconnecting. Whether that means disconnecting from social media, shutting out, um, shutting off your computer, stepping away from it, or maybe even disconnecting from everybody else for a little bit, creating some white space in your calendar on a regular basis would be a great idea. Um, more than a great idea. I feel like it's necessary to manage life and practice in a sane and healthy way. Um, and then also just allowing yourself to do nothing for a little bit. And I know when you feel like your to-do list is growing exponentially by the minute, that taking some time to do nothing feels stupid. Almost, It's like, well, how could you do that? Because there's so much to be doing. But mm -hmm. that time to just let your nervous system downregulate and to process things and to give yourself time to just think or receive new ideas is so important. Clarity does not come in our thoughts when we are running like a zebra 
being chased by a lion. (laughs) That's a heightened sympathetic state, right? Like you don't get to the higher level thinking that helps you to solve problems when your sympathetic nervous system is on overdrive. Yeah. Clarity can never come in chaos. No. So you've got to be able to allow yourself to have that time to balance your nervous system essentially by just doing nothing for a bit. Yeah. And, you know, I would build on that point by saying that one of the reasons we are overwhelmed is because we're not building enough time in our schedules to do the things that we want to do. I mean, we, we often, well, almost always underestimate the amount of time it's going to take to do anything. Yeah. Even just drive into the office sometimes. Especially with kids. <laughs> like getting them out the door, getting them dropped off at preschool or daycare or school or wherever it is. It always takes longer than we think that it's going to. So we need to, we need to be smart about how we build time in our schedule for things. Um, right now we're in the middle of the present profitable 10 day challenge. So today is day three in the challenge and we're starting time blocking and we're putting in all the things that are the most important to us on a personal level. So not the work chunks of time. And one of the things that I have really found for me, and I think probably for most of you too, is that everything takes way more time than I think it's going to. Getting the kids out the door, making a meal, planning a meal, um, my workouts, everything just takes a lot longer. And so every time I block something out or I book something in my schedule, I have to add in 10 or 15 minutes or whatever it is, depending on the the event or the activity, so that I don't feel like I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off or, you know, doing that four-wheel skid to get to the office or whatever. I don't want to feel like I'm always running to catch up. So that has been a big, big learning for me. And, you know, even as a parent, my husband and I still laugh. He... We were going out as a family to, we're going to do some hiking on the weekend and just getting the kids in the car. And we're only dealing with two kids now because one's gone. And, you know, these kids are not toddlers and babies. And he said, he said, I still can't believe how much time it takes for all of us to get in the car. This is after 19 years of parenting. So it never really ends. And we just have to be really aware of how much time things take and build that extra time into our week. I had a moment over the weekend where my husband was gone with one child at softball. The next one was um, playing in a soccer game and he came home and was anticipating that we would all be ready to go to soccer. And he, he got home way sooner than I thought. And he was like, are you guys ready to go? And he was in that like rush, rush, rush mode. And I was like, oh, we're supposed to be ready to go. Oops. <laughs> but that's exactly <laughs> the thing, right? Like it takes so much longer for us to get ready now that we have four kids. Um, some of the time, three kids all the time. And there we were in that scenario of like, Oh my gosh, how does this take so long? So yes, I get it. But that's, that's one of the reasons why for me, time blocking is so important because it allows me to go, Oh, you know what? This is going to take a lot longer than I think it's going to take. And it allows me to be really honest with myself about what I can say yes to and what I have to say no to. But you're right too about the idea of disconnecting in all of this. 
everything is going to take exponentially longer if you don't disconnect while you're trying to focus on something. So if you're doing your charting at the office, good Lord, do not be, do not have your Facebook notifications on or your, you know, your messenger notifications on your phone or your email binging away. All of those things, they, you can't even calculate how much extra time in a week it takes you to do any normal task if you don't have your notifications turned off and if you're being distracted by every little thing because there are so many things now that are there to distract us that never used to be there 10, 15, 20 years ago. So you have to be your own bodyguard when it comes to protecting your time and your time blocking simply by knowing your nature and disconnecting where you need to. On the note of time blocking, another way that we can use time blocking to our advantage is to make sure that we have time to do things that fill us up, time for things that bring us joy and allow us to remember that life is not just about getting ahead. Life is about enjoying what we have right now as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's the... One of the real key foundations, I think, of aligned women is being present, present and profitable and having that balance between family and practice. But being present is probably one of the single biggest things that we are trying to help you ladies with. And being present is being right there in the moment, not worrying about what's going to happen in the future, not beating yourself up over stuff that you've failed at in the past, but just simply being able to be grateful and feel blessed for the moment that you're in right now, no matter what's going on in it. So yeah, you're right. It, it is about creating space in your life to be able to see the joy that's there. It makes me want to take some time after we're done recording and just sit down and write in my gratitude journal. <laughs> well, we should do it. Right? Yes. And strategy. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, and I can do that because of time blocking. <laughs> yeah, we actually worked on that. The last time you and I podcasted together, we talked about changing this time block so that you had extra time after to be able to do the show notes and, you know, in this case, to sit and write in your gratitude journal. So yep. there it is, time blocking in action. Awesome. Okay, so do we need to recap these five points? Well, just one last point in there that I want to say that this is something that's a little new to me, but it's something I found over the last six months has made a big, big difference in my sense of overwhelmed. So you and I, we both have a lot of things to do with the online portion of our businesses that we really dislike. <laughs> For me, it's things like creating Facebook ads or Instagram story ads. Um, some of the funnels, I, like I like the idea of the content and I like getting the information out there and I like the results, but I don't like being in it. And so the reason this is coming to mind right now is because I'm building a new funnel around an Instagram story ad. And this is something that has taken me so much longer to do than it should have done because I dislike sitting down and working on it that much. So one of the things that I have found that's been so helpful in helping me to move forward and getting rid of some of those tasks that I find really overwhelming when I think about it is to give myself a time limit. 
to just say, you know what, I'm only going to work for 30 minutes on this, just 30 minutes. And it's like that, there's that sense in my head, I can do anything I don't like for 30 minutes because 30 minutes goes by really, really quickly. And I'll put some music on while I'm doing it. And I'll set it, I'll actually set a timer on my phone or in my laptop for 30 minutes. And then even though I tell myself 30 minutes and it's done, the reality is if I'm in the middle of it and I'm okay to keep on working on it, I'll continue on past 30 minutes, but it's kind of like at 30 minutes, I give myself the freedom to go, that's it. I'm tapping out for the day. I do not want to do anything else. Or I'll do another 30 minute time block later on in the day or tonight after the kids go to bed or first thing tomorrow. But some of those yucky jobs that just have to be done, if I time block out like just 30 minutes, as soon as I'm finished doing, as soon as I'm finished seeing patients, 30 minutes to do all my charting for the day or, you know, whatever it is. 30 minutes to do meal planning on a Sunday morning, 30 minutes to do blah, blah, whatever it is. That is something that I found is really helpful in just helping me continue to take steps forward. And it doesn't have to be 30 minutes for you. It can be five minutes. It can be an hour and a half. It can be whatever it is, whatever is a small amount of time that you kind of go, I can do anything for that amount of time. And then you just hit the go button. Yes, I use that strategy too, because there are things that have to be done that I don't like to do. But uh, I actually have found that the story that I have in my brain about how much I dislike them is a way bigger issue than actually doing a task. (laughs) So if I do just create a block of time to work on the thing and not expect that I've finished it or that it's perfect at the end of that time block, and then I just keep repeating that process, then... I actually make more progress than I would if I just sat around thinking about how much I don't want to do the thing in the first place. Yeah. And I've actually been shocked too sometimes that I think it's something that's going to take so long to do. And if I do it for 30 minutes, often I'm done before I even thought it was going to be or 30 minutes and I have the whole thing done. Whereas I thought it was going to take at least five blocks of 30 minutes or something like that. So that's helpful too. Yeah. Awesome. You're right. There's a story that we do tell in our head about, about most of this stuff. Most of it. I mean, that wraps it up really to where we started at. It's like, we create these stories. We create this feeling of overwhelm. We create all of the to-dos on our list in our brains. And as much as they might feel real, none of them really have to be done. All you have to do is keep yourself and your kids alive. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget the kids. Okay, so I'll recap what we've talked about because we've, went, we've gone into a lot of detail about each one of these things. But first, we have to be willing to accept that this sense of overwhelm is something that we've created. It's not real. It's all in our heads. It might feel real. And that's not to downplay how you're feeling, but it's just to help you know that you are in control and that you get to change this. The second thing is to ask for more support and be really clear, especially with your male partners about what it is that you need support with. What does it look like for him to help you do something or change something? Uh, Number three is to pick one thing, like the biggest monster essentially, and to start whittling away at that monster. Like what is the thing that's overwhelming you the most or causing the most chaos or the most problem? And how can you start to change that one thing first? 
Then we talked about disconnecting and creating white space, creating time to allow your nervous system to regulate and balance and to process things. Fifth was also creating space for things that help you to feel joy, things that help you to feel uh, lifted up, filled up. And then lastly, our bonus, our bonus action step was to take things into smaller chunks, big tasks that feel overwhelming, chunk them down into smaller timeframes, work in that time block that you've created for it without any expectation of the uh, task being done or perfect at the end. But just know that you have created time for that thing that must be done and take a big breath and let it go. (laughs) Okay. So I trust that these six steps will be helpful for our listeners. I know I've implemented all of these six myself and they've all been super helpful. Yeah, me too. Okay. That's a wrap for episode 75. Then this is, this is our big um, celebration. We're going to like throw a party uh, when we release this episode in November, the first week. And we'll, I don't know, have some like streamers or something, balloons maybe um, in the online space. How about we go to California and we celebrate by a poolside? (laughs) Oh, snap. (laughs) That sounds even better. Okay. I'm in. Let's do that. Okay. We'll, we'll just invite everyone to join us, um, that weekend because they won't hear this episode until after we've celebrated in California. (laughs) Awesome. But trust that it was well celebrated. Yes, for sure. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode today. We would love to hear from you how these six steps help you. And of course, if you love what you hear, if you find value in this podcast episode, please share it with another woman in chiropractic today. Take care. Thank you for joining us today on the Aligned Women podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, we would love for you to head on over to iTunes and hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can join the community of amazing women doctors in our free private Facebook group, Mama Chiropractors, by going to alignedwomen.com slash mama chiropractors. And if you'd love to fast track your success in life and practice, subscribe to the waitlist for the Aligned Women team group coaching membership by going to alignedwomen.com forward slash join. Have an amazing day and we look forward to seeing you next time on the Aligned Women podcast.